Welcome to Broken Home, the only podcast so devious, it's not even that podcast, that's right, this is Highway to Nothing, episode 50, fuck you Kappa, you said you'd never do it again. Oh no, <laughs> I've been caught Fuck the universe it. and your 50 episode gap, fuck Mike Goldstein, fuck everybody. <laughs> this is my guest, Nick Kappa, I'm counting this as a 50th episode, even though it is my other podcast. Welcome along, Nick Kaffer into Broken Oh, Home. man, welcome, welcome. <laughs> I don't even know if the other one. I've been waiting uh, so long to have a podcast idea I was happy enough with to trap you in it like this. Great, great, yeah. <laughs> are, 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 there, are there episodes still up? Uh, no. no. Uh, I can chuck them up in the feed for free, but I was like, should I, shouldn't I? I'm like, I'll check with you first at some stage. Yeah. Put them back up, I'll link you to it. No, I don't care. Another, yeah. I was, I, we should probably... <laughs> I've noticed. No. We should probably... We should probably... Um, uh, check them all because it was a different time. Yeah, it was Pre-COVID. like nearly ten years ago. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That was literally what somebody pointed out to me. They're like, "Are you sure you want to put up like your old?" Because I just had yeah. it sitting there. I'm like, I might as well just put it up. And someone's like, "Should you?" Yeah. And just uh, remembering a few specific episodes where I'm just like, "Oh, absolutely not." Actually, yeah, yeah. I think because that would require me listening through all of them again. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. Yeah, when you go back and look through stuff, you're like, "Fuck." Yeah, I better take this down. Oh, have you found oh, this doesn't sit well? As somebody who's uh, not done gigs for a while, oh, that's yeah. what a, the funny irony on the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The highway to nothing. You still tri- on the highway? You got your highway party on your bike, yeah. and I'm just here doing nothing. So it was actually the most apt title we could have had the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it really put two people in two separate trajectories. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. As we went, <laughs> I don't know, man. There's some people where you're like. Because uh, you, we did gigs together, and I loved doing gigs with you, and it was a cool time and stuff. Mm. But there's a lot of guys in your kind of when you started up and stuff, and they drop off, and they're nice people. Yeah, and you're like, good for you, brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I wish it was me. Yeah, I mean, I wish I didn't have the fever still. I, oh, I but- pray for the day when I don't have the fever. Oh, see, I'm still one of those sad dudes that's like, no, I'll cling. I'll cling to it. I can't let it go, let it go. No. I've got to have other little projects constantly as yeah. my thing of going, oh, that's why I'm not doing it. I could still be good. Yeah. I'm going to get back to it. Yeah. <laughs> got to yeah. keep the delusion up. Yeah. And I'm sure. more in that stage. So I'm either going to get like a late stage, oh, actually, this guy's all right, sort of vibe hit the community, or I'll just be catching up with my mates for a couple of miles, do a festival show or two, and then... Just be one of those guys that goes to shows. Yeah, take, take yeah. the camera, do a painting. I feel that like someone like you is still part of the community. <laughs> like everyone knows who Webby is still. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I can just if I was just started doing tech work again, people would need it, and I could just get yeah. to hang out with all my comedy mates doing it that way again. Of course. And then doing this, where I'm like, it's tangentially related. Yeah, yeah. And it's I mean, a fun one to talk about. So it's man, like, yeah. yeah. I reckon. I reckon. Uh, keep giving. I. I I, the thing I liked about you is you never said you'd quit. Oh, no, I just some, sort of... Some people go... I hate it when up. people say, I quit. Because, number one, you're it's not... So defeatist. It's, it's not actually... Yeah, it's not actually about you quitting. It's about <laughs> you wanting people to say, please stay. Yeah. And then number two is stand-up comedy. <laughs> like, you, it's not like... It's not like if you're mining or something like that, and you're like, I quit yeah. mining. And they're like, okay, now we've got to find another miner. Yeah. Like, and to work 12 hours a day, five days a week or whatever, yeah. you're like... It's, you're it's like not a valued position you're giving up. Two or three hours a night to drink with your friends. You were going to do that anyway without comedy. Yeah. You know, like uh, 
Yeah, so, but... Like, if somebody's a working comedian, full-time, that's what they do, they yeah. do TV, radio, whatever, if they were to do it, it's like, yeah, okay, that's quitting yes, comedy. exactly, yeah. But you're just not turning up to karate class anymore. That's what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, that's, a, that's the best analogy I've ever heard. Yeah, you, you never... Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't yeah, unless you're a really big comedian, no one knows you're gone. Mm. No one knows you're gone. They're like, oh, well, yeah. Well, I also had the advantage of like when I started to peter off and then stop was uh, then COVID hit, so everyone yeah. stopped. Yeah. So then I had the it's just the fun delusions I'm using the whole time, just tapping myself along. Because then when we came out of, I'm like, oh man, everybody's out of practice. I'll be able to just step back into the swing. Oh and yeah. Missing that sort of swing and then just going, ah, oh, but uh, yeah, I can still get on the arch. And then everybody's back to doing gigs full-time and everything i'm like oh i'll miss that one but i could still come back and that's why you don't quit because i could just walk in and do a gig and be terrible and walk out and do again do another one two weeks later man yeah I just and it's don't... fine yeah everyone just goes hey webby's here tonight also i think humans are under this delusion that you just need to when you stop something you need to declare that you've stopped it mm-hmm. and you're just never going to do it again yeah it's just like oh i quit not like, everything's smoking yeah i stopped skateboarding but it doesn't mean i've stopped skateboarding like yeah. i still love it i would love to do it again i just never i never walked to the skate park and said to the two friends i skate with mm-hmm. hey guys <laughs> i've stopped skating yeah i've quit <laughs> i'm letting you stand it yeah. sit down that's on the your same boards. with comedy you keep know? the feet steady <laughs> i've quit but i'm probably on the same token though mm. I guess now that I'm talking about it, you do it. It does it. It is a thing that consumes your life, and I, I'm sure some people have been given the ultimatum of, mm-hmm. oh, by hey, others like outside source. You mean, yeah, or, or maybe an ultimatum to themselves, like yeah. I've got to stop this. Yeah, I've got to. Stop. I'm not getting enough out of it. For I've the, got to stop this totally blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and just focus my efforts on something else. Yeah. So that's probably that's probably maybe why people say I've quit. I don't know. I don't know. I I love. I was talking to this with a bunch of friends the other day. Mm. Uh, people that re- you realize that weren't in comedy for comedy. They were mm. in it for some type of fulfillment that they couldn't get elsewhere. So there's, right. some, there's some people like, maybe a bit like yourself. Like you, you, I remember you didn't take your job that seriously, kind of boring. Mm-hmm. You had a small place and yeah. then you like, you get a decent house. Like this place fucking rules. Oh, thank you. And then you've got a job that you like and you're like, you know what? This is good. <laughs> Like, this is really good, you know? Whereas before, mm. you're living in a small house, you're fucking kind of looking for love in yep. a way. Your your job is, like, fine, but it's not... You still got to go to a fucking office and mm-hmm. everything. Then you are looking... You, those things take, take over the comedy. So what you're saying is I need to be miserable again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drive it into the ground. That's what I need. See, you do see other people and you're like, what happened to them? And they go, oh, they met somebody. Yeah, they got happy. You hear that one gone. a lot. But I don't know. I still feel like I'm like, I still have so many mates that are hanging around and keeping in it where I'm like, you're hearing about yeah, just hanging out at the mics again and things yeah. like that. And I just sort of go, yeah, I want to get back into that. It is cool. It is great. Like it's just great. Just having a bit that's real good. Yeah, man. And I think it was also for a good while there. I didn't have anything I felt like writing, like about anything. Everything that was going on was just. I realized a point for a while there because I used to get this reaction on stage a lot where I'd tell a story that I think's funny because of how fucked the people involved are in. Yeah, but. I wouldn't have a punchline. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have a moment that would in, like let the audience know it's okay to laugh. <laughs> so it would just be people like listening quite intently and then just sort of going, yeah. And just like not being too sure what I'm like letting people know. Like, 
yeah. What was my point? <laughs> well, no, no, that you've you've realised uh, that you had nothing to write about, which is in a yeah. way. I wish I had that power because mm-hmm. there's been times in the past where I've had nothing to write about, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I, I kept fucking just banging my head against the wall, just mm-hmm. you know trying to push it further, and then you realise, you know what, this isn't the time. Yeah, this isn't the time to write. Take some time off. Get inspired. Do something. Naturally. Just stop. Yeah. Stop. Stop trying to polish a turd. Yeah. Well, my thing was like always, again, because I was that person originally, like fully deluded. Yeah. I got to do comedy. It's the only thing I think about what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, anything else that was like on the fringes or anything, it doesn't matter. I want to do that. Yeah. I was yeah. a big Billy Connolly kid, like, yeah. the whole way through. So I thought the best thing to do if you didn't think you had anything to write about was to just be a rando in society. Like, Man. just get a job and do something. Yeah. Because, like, when I started, I'm like, okay, I want to go do comedy. So I'm like, I can't just move to Melbourne and do comedy as an 18-year-old. Yeah, yeah. No one cares And then about my weird fucking country upbringing if you can't tell a joke or if yes. you haven't done anything with it. You're just a weirdo from the country who's turned up now. There's plenty of them. Look at you. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's ex- your man. You're describing my life here. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's like I could have done it, but I'm like, yeah. nah, I got to do something. So I just went and did like a degree in Ballarat because I could get some like government money to do so. I'm like, yeah, I'll just have a job for, for a bit. Yeah. And then yeah. shit will happen. And then I'll tell people about that. Yeah. And it was just sort of that mentality of like, yeah, everything I did, I'm like, nah, it's still comedy though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm still, I'm studying game design for comedy. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, this is still for I'm comedy. I'm standing there settling line for Connie. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, that's it. This is all for the dream, baby. You wait till I hit 38 and I'm on the Parkinson show. But you never sat down and did hardcore writing, did you? Uh, no, as a dyslexic, it was always hard for me to write. I yeah. would just sort of keep ruminating stories over and over again yes. with myself. Yeah. And it was like, that was, the way. and then I'd try to write it all down and I'd never read it again, but the writing it down would be me remembering it. Yeah. But I never did like, like proper writing, writing as in like, uh, yeah, trying to write scripts for anything. And sitting down and just... oh, I've done sessions of that, but yeah. it's still the same thing. It's weird, like mind maps and shit. It's like at no yeah. point am I like writing it out and trying to go through the wording of it. I'm like, I don't. It's barely going to come out as English as at the best of times. It is hard because I guess when you and I were, were banging around together, I mm. did a fair bit of writing with Jack Bruce, and we do a couple of right hours in the morning. Mm. We get together, or sometimes we wouldn't write the... that much. We discuss do we discuss ideas, mm-hmm. uh, and then. And I usually wouldn't do much with the rest of my hours, but there was there was a time I think after you and I my podcast or something like that mm-hmm. around then where I was like I gotta I gotta step this up yeah I gotta step this up and and knuckle down and I haven't done that in a while but I did and I found it made a huge difference mm-hmm. I found you got to you got to go into it hardcore yeah like, but not in terms of just sitting down and writing all day but in terms of just looking around mm-hmm. and actively doing the bits that are meant to happen sort of as you're kicking around in your day yeah just like okay now i'm looking also just making i am an a observational comedian i shall observe yeah also says just, kappa yeah making it better for yourself so you're like i remember just you're standing on a street corner looking like fucking napoleon just observing people man one hand in your jacket yeah yeah something like that <laughs> fucking weird shit whatever you know whatever goes on uh yeah like yeah, the oddest stuff you could find. Yeah, you know, uh, but I guess, um, I guess, uh, yeah, just being in it mm. and making it better for yourself. So you're like, okay, I'm gonna take care in this fucking gig. Yeah, like I, I'm gonna rock up to this open mic and I'm gonna do it well. Yeah, rather than like, all right, I don't see what goes on. I'm 
going to have a few beers or whatever. Yeah. It was like, okay. I'll write the get first it. half on my hand. Yeah. And yeah. then finally you have present, the lighter, I'll be done. Yeah. You know, that, that was, that was, that was, that was very difficult for, for me, but you, you see the results. Mm. You, you do. Yeah. Yeah. And also making it better for yourself. And like one time I sat down and I wasn't getting any big crowds. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, well, why would someone come and see me? Yeah, that's a hard. And you're like, question. why would someone come and see me? And it was fucking. You're like, there is no reasons why anyone would come and see me. Yeah, it's a miserable question to ask yourself, especially when the reason you're asking yourself is because you're not getting crowds. Yeah, it's like, oh, no one's here. Why would they not be here? You're not the person to ask. Like, <laughs> like unless yeah. you can sort of think your way past that, you're the person who you just go like, you're gonna have the worst attitude about yourself at that stage. And it's like, well, nothing. Clearly, no one's here. And it's because like... you take it so personally. Yeah, like if no one rocks up to your show. It's because it's not because they wanted to see something else, or because yeah. they just didn't want to see anything. It's because they didn't want to see you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they don't want to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's a, that's a really hard thing to ask yourself, but you got to do it. Mm. You got to do it, and I see it happen all the time. And half the time when I talk to people who do shows and things, it's simple stuff with legwork. Yeah, is a lot of the time the thing that yeah. you get that it's like you ask more people, you talk to more things, you go to more you know, places to get your name out and do this, then the other. And it's just like, man, it sounds like a lot of effort, but it fills the seats. Yeah, man. They're getting their little stickers and shit. Yeah. Oh, you, none of that matters to no, me anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, mm. like if you keep doing good work, mm-hmm. people, more and more people will come. Yeah. You know, like I used to care about seats and all that kind of shit, but I don't give a fuck anymore. Mm. As long as I'm happy with the work and the people are happy. Well, I came to your show, uh, late in the festival run this year, cause this will be it next week. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it was like smaller crowd on that night. It was like Thursday, I'm pretty sure, like yeah. midway through the week. But that was a like everyone was into it. Like everyone was completely hooked into that show. It was like a great show to go to, oh, even great though antics. like the front half of the room was getting used. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. not to just throw that in your face, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was you know, good. for half a room, pretty good. Yeah, but... that was a fun one. <laughs> well, I didn't care. I I would usually be bothered by that. Like yeah. you're only doing a half run, Nick. You should sell out every show. And it sold out most of the first week. Mm. or And then the second week, for some reason. I think also a bit of that's my fault. I was <laughs> Well, from our price discussion. All of it's my fault. It's all of your yeah, fault. it's yeah. all of my fault. Because I was doing momentum making the show better every night, which mm-hmm. is I usually don't. Usually once a show is good, I just sit and forget. Who cares? Okay, just lock it in. And that's the wrong thing to do, I think. Well, that's how I people think... always go on about getting bored of their shows. Yeah. I reckon you got to keep it interesting for yourself. Yeah, you got to add little touches. Okay, I got to remember that. You got to be on always on the razor's edge. Mm-hmm. Once you're not on the razor's edge, you're dead. You're yeah. a dead man. You're doing twenty eight shows, not one show twenty eight times. Yeah, you've got to just be nervous about every show. Yeah, be you know paranoid, paranoid. Yeah, about every show. Caffeinate like, yourself to a point of shakes. Yeah, and just go up. That was always the advice that I got told. Hype up, don't calm down. <laughs> That's it. If you if you're getting angsty, it's like yeah, fuck yeah, like roll into it. Let it get, let it amp you up. Yeah, man. Yeah, be a yeah. fucking mess. Yeah, so because no, then at least people will be listening to you because they're scared. You're gonna react. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, also, man, you've got to be grateful. Like, mm. yeah, fuck, sometimes it is hard to swallow. Like, there was that Thursday night, and then the Friday after, like, I wasn't, I didn't care about that Thursday night. I was like, 40 people are there, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Like, yeah, look, it's, uh, this, that 40 people are going to see, once it's over 25, mm-hmm. you know it's going to be, Fine. it's only your fault if the show's bad. Ah, oh, right, right. Under it's, not, 20... it's not got the small crowd. Yeah, tag. if you got 15 to 25, you can still have a fucking killer show. Mm-hmm. But they've they've got to be all like separate. 
Like, if you've got a group of seven mates yep. and there's seven other people in the audience, they're all looking at each other. Yeah. Like, hey. Or sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're, they're, they're killer shows. Sometimes, that's what happens what often. Yeah. You know? Anything where... Because particularly the way people sit in those seats. Yes. Because yeah. it'll be like two people sort of near the front of the left and then yeah. the next couple will come in yeah. sort of towards the right. And then just a block of seven will like yeah, take up yeah. like the third row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's very clearly like these guys and some extras. Yeah, man. It's like a yeah. hen's night or a buck's night if you ever you go into a show and they're there. It's like it's their show. Yeah, yeah. It's well, like they're the block now. <laughs> well, that's it. I was on at nine twenty, so I was like, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, who cares? But then the the Friday mm. after me saying, oh, I don't care about the seats. This doesn't matter. If, but mm-hmm. the Friday there was still. Uh, what, 15, 20 seats spare. Yep. So it's only sold 55 or something. And, and that, that, that annoyed me. Like, that should have been a brain. sellout. Like, that should have been, yeah. should have been 80 seats sold, you know? Yeah, 80's doable for yeah, that. Yeah, slot yeah. Or on Friday, no, one is, it, no one's scared about the 9.20 time slot. Yeah. No, not nothing. I just couldn't. And I, I think, though, also, years previously, I would have banged my head against a wall. Mm. Why the fuck did that not happen? Why the fuck? Yeah. Whereas this year, I'm like, I know the work's good. They're going to have a good time. Yeah. Great. All you I'm going to do out. is be nervous about the show. Yeah. You know? Just be appreciative of the people this that did the change I'm going to do tonight. Or, on the other hand, like, not get angry, but still take that stance of, you know, oh, I could, probably could have got those last 10 tickets if I'd, you know, fly it after this gig and got these. Exactly, it's like, man. It's fine to do that yeah. if... Instead of beating yourself up about it, your approach is, I can do that next time. Yeah, exactly, man. Yep. Or I should do that next time. And then when the yep. opportunity arises, you know, maybe you do. There's only been a few occasions in my life where I've gone, oh, yeah, I did the best I could do. Didn't work out. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You know? It's hard to do, to just let yourself off Yeah, in that sort of way. Because yep. there's always, especially with something like comedy or something where it's like a solo thing. Yeah. Like, it's ultimately all you. It's totally like, And it's so easy to get into that headspace yeah. of like... It's me, because, like, the comedian before me, fine. Me, yeah. bad. So, it's me. It has to be me. And it's like, you can always just, like, you're the easiest person to attack for anything going wrong, because you're the only person sort of driving the success in the first place. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, yeah, any sport or anything like that that's, like, single person, it's it's always that thing where you're like, yeah, it's the individual person. But it's not all the time, and usually you just... Something out of your control, something going on. Yeah, it's, yeah, Just man. appreciate what's going on with it. <laughs> like, and... Yeah. It's really hard not to attack yourself. Oh, You've man. You've got to be able to, at some point... You've got to not... attack yourself in the right way. Like It's okay to criticize yourself. Yeah, criticize yourself, yeah, yeah. Not attack yourself. Not attack, no, 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 no. I remember I was seeing Shrink for a while, and uh, like when I was talking about like you know that sort of inner monologue that yeah. you've got, like any comedian's got it, because you've got to have a voice that you're talking about on stage, so you've got to talk to yourself in your head constantly. But when I was telling her, sort of like, you know, there's a, saying this, that, and she just sort of turns to me, because my psych was like a very librarian-looking lady. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. someone who can just sort of talk to me sort of softly yeah. but sternly, and I have to answer. Yes. That's why it works for me to get answers. Because yes. if it's someone friendly or whatever, I'm off on tangents. I'm yeah, yeah, but yeah. just to have her, she just sort of leaned into me and just gives me, it's very harsh, isn't it? And just like, just that sentence. I'm like, very yeah. harsh, isn't it? I'm like, well, oh, it's just being realistic. And she's like, that's not, it's being a bit harsh for realistic. You can say things realistically without being that bad. Until somebody pointed it out, I'm like, damn, I am so fucking harsh in my own brain at myself. Oh, man, and it's weird in comedy because you're harsh on the wrong things. Mm. You're harsh on the fact that, like, why isn't anybody coming? Why didn't I do this? 
Mm. But he's still not harsh in the fact that if you rock up to up to an open mic and there's 30 people there wanting to see it, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what, I'm going to have a fucking beer, I've written down this stuff after work, maybe mm-hmm. I'll try this. You're just <laughs> like, really? You should have should have bunked down for like two hours, mm-hmm. I'll have my beer at the end, after yeah. I've done it at the end. Or a couple yeah. sips, and you leave it there for yeah, when you yeah, walk yeah, off stage. Yeah. Like, I don't know, there's no formula, but... Anyway, no, man. of course. There's no, there's no yeah. guaranteed thing, but it's no like, guaranteed thing. But effort shows in anything. Yes, people. That's what I've learned now. People subconsciously know. Yeah. If something's had effort in it, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh yeah, they know. This is just like there'll be even if it's like with stand up where it's just like one phrase that's been put in a particular spot. Mm. You were saying before about Drusy, like he's yeah. an excellent writer. Like I've always loved. Yeah. The way that all of his bits and everything are like crafted and put together, like. Yeah. It's the first person who somebody's pointed out that he's a really good writer, and I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it is. It's just that little phrase where you put it in the right way, it'll sound just sort of right, and people will notice that you've gone for specifically that. Yeah. To make it sort of syllabically sound yes. the way you want oh, it to, sure, or something man. like that. And yeah, you do notice, and you go, "Oh, this is written." Sometimes it's bad mm. in terms of like someone goes, "Oh, this is very scripted." Yes. But you know, with stand up, it's like, yeah, it is. Fuck it. <laughs> These are written jokes. I'm not winging it. Uh, now, but yeah, people definitely notice that. Have I railroaded this podcast? What's it about? No, nah, I'm counting this as a catch-up at the start. Okay. But I was going to take a touch. So the podcast is Broken Home, where we talk about uh, fun stuff that you got up to while you've been broke. Because, you know, being broke ain't all bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. you got the perfect guy for this. Yeah, I was going to say, you're definitely the uh, poorest-looking guest we've ever had. <laughs> not in, I don't mean that's not a crack at your outfit or anything, but just yeah. you know you look fucked. Is the <laughs> yeah 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 I'm... you were the kid at school where you look at him and you're like he's gonna have dirt on him you know? yeah my yeah. dad was that kid I'm, I dodged it because it was I was always uh, the kid who didn't want people to be able to guess things about him oh right so it's like you know people wouldn't know that I'd be dad's kid or something because like you know I wear shoes to school every day and. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, this was the thing when you were saying about like your situation, right, with juicy and stuff. My attitude from when I grew up is you keep your hobbies secret unless it's like playing footy, yeah, right, anything yeah. like that, because anything that you like will be absolutely massacred, yeah, criticized, like, just ridic- yeah, anything yeah. that you like, anything, yeah, will be just absolutely tagged on you, hammered, criticized, uh, usually in my case, told that it's too expensive, you know, that kind of shit. And so you just wouldn't tell. But that's was, that was weird because you got all this arts and crafts shit in your garage, which I mm-hmm. never knew about you. Fair enough. We haven't kept in contact for a while. But like, <laughs> I never knew any of this shit about you. Uh, Yet you've told me numerous times that you like bondage swinging sex. <laughs> and I'm like, I probably would have preferred to know about the arts and crafts. <laughs> I don't know, you say that, but people always have more questions about the former. <laughs> always. I guess it was weird for me because it was kind of like my brother doing it or something. Like, <laughs> I don't want to know. Also, it, ma- it made less sense at the time because I was a bit heavier and everything like that. So it's like, <laughs> when you're not as attractive and people look at you go, oh, really? They don't want to picture it. Yeah. Pretty, pretty Blake got me the worst with it where somebody pointed it out and he just stood up. It was at fucking Kosamui where he stood up in front of the crowd. And he just turned around and goes, it's never the ones you want who are into it, is it? <laughs> well, just fucking giving me dead eyes. And I'm like, you prick. Like, Come on, man. I've almost got abs. Almost got abs. They're in there somewhere. I've got a little bit more. I've got to learn how to run before they're fucking coming out. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. Uh, but you were wanted like, you said like that was your sort of path that you took. The one I was saying before, you like just moved to the city yeah. as soon as you could, sort of like get into comedy. And you were almost like the... 
comedy tramp that I idolized in that sort of way. Because, like, I remember when we first rocked up to Stupid Old Studios when we were first starting to record yeah. the pod, and I'm like, this place is great. You know, it's like cool. Yeah. You get this cool hangout spot. People can work on this creative shit here. I'm like, this is really great. It was like an older warehouse and that kind of stuff. And then, and then you told me that when you first moved here, you were just living there for a while. And I just remember looking around the place and then noticing, like, man, there is nowhere in this place that does not have a draft. Like, <laughs> there was going to be wind blowing through this shed the entire fucking time. Oh, man, it was like, the coldest. Yeah, that was the coldest place. It was literally a tin shed. For me, that, it was like... That tin shed, it's yeah. It's like sleeping on a basketball court. Oh, it was so cold, man. It was <laughs> it was freezing cold. Yeah, I was... But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that's how you do it. Angus Gordon uh, said it well once, because he's from Queensland, mm-hmm. and we're all standing out one time, and he's like, I never knew your legs could get cold till I moved to Melbourne. <laughs> And oh, yeah, just from standing on the place, pavement. Just being like, my legs are freezing. Mm. Like, and sitting at a desk going, my legs are absolutely freezing. Uh, so, yeah, man, no, no. Uh, no, no, I've still, because I've got the midway point, because I grew up in the country, but I've moved to Melbourne, but it's still in Victoria. So I'm still that guy wearing shorts in winter, and I'll just have my legs fucking bouncing around going, nah, man, my legs don't get cold. I just don't <laughs> even feel it. I don't that, feel it at all. But that was like a weird second coming for me because yeah. I moved to uh, I moved to Sydney. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the third coming. I moved to Sydney. I did graphic design. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Went back out to the farm. Went traveling. Was a vagabond for a long time. Came back to Sydney. Uh, met a girl and was just kind of tired of having makeshift friends. I was like, I want to hang out with friends with my interests. Okay, yeah. And then... Makeshift is... Uh, so not like temporary, but just like, you'll do, friends. Yeah, yeah. You'd be in a hostel or yeah. some situation. You're just like, I've got nothing in common with this guy, but you know what? Let's, but we both want to go to the beach the same day. Yeah, yeah, And there's exactly. a maxi taxi going. Yeah, I was tired of that. Yeah. So, and then I... Uh, yeah, I was... I was in Sydney and I started comedy mm. and then I became a vagabond again <laughs> just through comedy. I was just like, had a heaps of bunch of shit jobs yep. and then was kind of like, oh, I'm liking comedy, but I got a real good job at a bank in customer service and that paid heaps of money. So I was like, sick, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done now. Were you the guy in the bank that they would make people tell like no from? Like, instead of letting it down easy, they'd just be like, this is the guy who lets people down and lets them know they're not, their mortgage isn't going through? No, no, I would be the I guy... I just picture you as, like, a straight-faced... Like, it's the only position I can picture you in the bank. Yeah, I would be the annoying guy that you'd have to go, okay, I'd like to move this money to this place or somewhere, or, or uh, okay, how much is this budget for your home loan? Yeah, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. And it started off as the best job in the world. Yeah. Because no one had called th- certain times. Yeah. From like six till, I'd start at six in the morning, six till eight or six till nine, no one had called. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is this is the well, dream. Man, that's what I've got with my job at I've the moment. I've been writing comedy and oh, drawing and oh, it was so good, man. It was, yeah. And then it just got to the point where the phone did not stop ringing. Like the moment you clocked in. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So it wasn't that you got sick of it. It's that the job changed and got worse. It got harder and harder. And then I got, I was getting better at comedy. I was in Sydney. I was emceeing mm-hmm. a lot. And people were starting to offer me more stuff. Like, again, there's the tip of the scales, man. Job gets worse. Comedy gets better. Yeah, exactly, man. Swinging. And then I absolutely fucked it all up by moving to Melbourne. Oh, I thought there was going to be another vagabond period in the middle. And uh, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I And I did a little thing. I did a little tour before I went to Melbourne. I, You know, not tour, but I just did all the rooms in each city kind of thing, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, in, in Perth and Adelaide. And then I... Um, then I got to uh, got to Melbourne. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try and find the highest paying job I can, mm-hmm. and just uh, 
maybe do comedy on the side, but really, I'm okay. I'm so you kind weren't. Of, yeah. I'm not out, but I've done all I've, I've I could, and I had a I'd done Melbourne Comedy Festival, and it was the roughest year ever. It was my first year, mm-hmm. and I thought I was good enough to get some kind of award, and I don't think I was. <laughs> um, I got bad. I got a I got a real bad review. It was brutal and. Um. Mm. Yeah, it was just yeah hard. Just the classic things that kick a first year. Yeah, everybody yeah, seems yeah, to like. I probably had decent numbers compared to a lot of lot mm. of first year people. I was complaining about them at the time, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, it's a real NBA rookies vibe where it's like there's two or three of them that you really notice because everybody takes notice of them and then they win awards and shit, and then it's the rest. Oh and man, you wait and see if better shows come later. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Unless it's someone you know well, and you've been watching again, man, and you're like, I, okay, let's see what they got. I remember having all my notes just written out uh, on a, one page, mm-hmm. but no notes, no like articulate writing or anything, no trying to refine things. These are the jokes, who cares? Just bold enough yeah, that you can read yeah, it on the back of the yeah, speaker. Yeah, I'm just going to go out there and do it. Yep. Which is a cool attitude, but it's also, well, you're st- when you're up against so many other people and you've got to hold people for 50 minutes, mm-hmm. it's fucking hard. Especially because a lot of the time people have just come out of a different 50 50 minutes. Yeah. It's like you're directly following somebody else for the same length of time. Yeah, uh, man. So uh, then I uh, I broke up with her and I needed a place to stay. So uh, Al, uh, Alistair Trembley Birchall, said, Oh, mate, I'm going to Edinburgh. You can stay in my room for a month till mm-hmm. you get on your feet. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, I'll pay rent. And then he's like, Oh, you. Uh, you can just stay in the shed if you like. We got a room across the the way. Mm-hmm. Someone else moved out, so then I just stayed in the uh, in that shed, and I fucking oh in the stu- this is the studio shed. Yeah, the studio. Right, shed. sorry, I thought we were still at ATB's house, and he's no, just like, no, yeah, you no. can stay in the shed. No, he was living like... in the shed. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so uh, yeah, I, st- I stayed in his shed, and uh, yeah, their shed, and uh, yeah, and then I fucking I worked at a travel agency for a couple of days a week. And was mm. trying to get ads, doing it, but I was, that's when I got back into comedy. Was like at that and, absolute. And in a way, pit. it was the most exciting part because I was like, I'd just broken up with my ex, and it was a hard breakup. It was brutal, mm-hmm. fucking hard. And I get back from working this temp job as a travel agent, and I'm like, well, and what you do need I need? Something that isn't sitting quietly. Yeah, in the house. yeah. I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well. Honestly, that first apartment uh, that yeah. I had when I moved here, that first shitty one you were talking about, that yeah. really drove me to do comedy because the alternative was to yeah. sit in a tiny room full of mirrors yes. with just myself. Yeah. And the easiest way to get rid of that feeling immediately was to just fuck off to a gig where I knew there was people. Yeah. It's like, I'll do comedy to fucking. <laughs> I'll just got to get out of the house and do. The thing I like to fucking not be sitting in this room. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I uh, stayed in that shed and then I moved out of there to this above a shop on Victoria Street. I think you came there a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was that was cool. And um, that, I was so broke back then. But we'd, we'd always find stuff. You always find money for beers somehow. Someone's always got beers. And I think there was like five or six of us that were broke Mm -hmm. back then. And someone would always come up flush with cash. Yeah. Someone would rock. Someone would just get someone an just ad turns or a up big with gig. something. Yeah. Or they're like, okay, okay, boys, drinks on me, you know. Mm-hmm. And you just find out a way to do it. Well, that's, that's it. I, I had the steady jobs throughout. So I was the one, like, handing out cigarettes. It was just like, oh, yeah, I had man. to have them. Yeah. So yeah. that anybody else needed them. I'm like, that That feels like my pitching in. Because that was the thing. Like, during that time, 
like a bit up once I had yeah. full time job and was yeah. just sort of working those hours during the day. You feel guilty hanging out with your other mates that have just got nothing, so you do just start throwing cash around yeah. in ways that they won't say no to. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't buy you a full Mac, a whole Macca's meal, but yeah. you know, you want a burger or something, I'll throw you chicken cheese on there, and you won't say no. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to slip it in. A couple of darts, no one's asking questions. Yeah, man. But if you go, hey man, here's a pack for you to take home, somebody be like, nah, that's that's too much. No, nah, you got to be subtle. Yeah, slip, slip in their jacket and shit like that, so they find, <laughs> so they find them later. Yeah, man, no, no, that's nice of you, man. Yeah, no, yeah, I remember you helping me out a lot. Really, it really fucking helped me out. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool, man. You, you know, you, uh, you, yeah, you'd always have someone that would help you out, or you'd help them out. Like, yeah. I remember having money and just going, hey, fucking. Well, it's even like you said, with like performing people who've got to travel around, usually for those short tour stint kind of things. The number of people who have just sort of got that network worked out, where it's like, yeah, I. Just live in people's houses when they're out on tour or doing this kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, man. And it's just that thing where people are like, oh, I've got three months left on my lease and then I'm out. And someone's like, oh, I'm actually coming back at that time from wherever. I need someone to get my stuff. And so it's like that cool sort of performer network of people just sort of in and out of three months of a lease here and there. <laughs> yeah, man. And there's times like that where you're broke and stuff, like to keep on the theme of the podcast, mm. you're, you're broke, but you uh, you you love comedy you love it it's mm-hmm. a refuge for you you rock up it's cold and it's fucking wet and it sucks but you go inside and, and that guy's here everyone's it's like... having a few drinks everyone's here like hey man how you going tonight? you know what, what are yeah. you doing or what what stuff you're working on tonight or whatever and people there was a lot more smoking back then so you'd sit around mm-hmm. and, you know i didn't smoke but everyone else did you'd sit in the smoking area everyone had fucking that's how i got all of my early gigs yeah was just everyone who seemed to run a room at the time smoked yeah and also i'm the most like confident while smoking you know what I mean? I'd yeah. have one right now, but I uh, left them upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. No, that's exactly so. So I was I was broke then, um, and that was, and smokes were affordable too. I carry my stage. skateboard everywhere. I skateboard a lot of places. Um, wasn't any good at it, and uh, but still, man, as somebody who can't even use a skateboard as a yeah. like means of motion, yeah, like, I can't even like skate down the street, let alone yeah. fucking get on the curb or anything like that. I was always jealous. I'm like, it looks so cool and effortless <laughs> just to move around. On a I always make it look. I, I do make it look effort effortsome. <laughs> if that's a word, I'm a heavy boy. Yeah, yeah, man. Anything I do, I'm like, I feel cool with this. But I got like scoliosis, <laughs> and like I seem to have that kind of farmer's yeah. it's, look it's, about things, where I'm like putting effort into it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A, a farmer, no matter what fun activity they're doing, makes it look like they're trying not to throw out their back. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only like, thing I do. All right, just like that deep squat for fucking anything. Like to pick up a child, watching a grown man go to fucking meter and a half spread on the legs, shoulder width, fucking bend down for a baby. Man, yeah. The only thing I do that looks effortless is comedy, yet I it's the only thing I do want. I know people go, oh, you want to make it look effortless. Yeah. But me, I do want to make it look effortsome because sometimes people are like, you don't look like you know what you're doing up there. Yeah. There's a difference between like, uh... <laughs> And it sucks. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I want to look smooth as hell on a skateboard. Well, it is that. It's, uh... Yeah, I want to look like angry and prepared on stage. Yeah. <laughs> well, not to make the sports analogy again, yeah. but it is that thing of like some people who are like, you're too subtle. You've got to be a bit flashy to get yeah. the attention. Yeah. And it's yeah. that you got to sometimes make it look like you're trying harder than you are. Or for sure, man, for sure. Try to make, yeah, efforts. Yeah, man. I don't no, know what so, word. Like normally you're yeah. like, that's wrong. And then there's a yeah, word yeah. that you substitute it with. But yeah. I got nothing for you. Efforts. No. 
efforts. Um, yeah, man. No, so that was that was a really cool time while I was while I was broke. Then I was yeah living up in a shop above a house, but it was hard. It was I don't know. A lot of people say like I I had a lot of good times then, mm-hmm. but then there was also a bad time. I remember like six to eight months or something. Yeah, yeah. Where I um, not the focus of the podcast. But we're going to continue. I didn't have a. Well, I'm just trying <laughs> to tell people that there is good times when you broke. Yeah, but also remember the bad times. And I remember being broke, just yeah, go, but still doing crazy shit like going to Sydney for gigs at a place and getting paid a hundred dollars a night, mm-hmm. and that was only my airfare covered. Sleeping on yeah. my brother's couch, the worst sleep ever. But it's always that thing where it's when you got no money. All you're looking for is a tick past green in terms yeah. of your bank account. Yeah. In order to do that trip, if it cost me two hundred and twelve dollars, and yeah. then it's like, yeah, food and stuff in between, but you can figure that out or whatever. If a trip costs you two hundred and twelve dollars, as soon as you bank it out, bang, you're it's a yes, and yeah, you do man. it. But when you've got a couple thousand dollars sitting there, so you're not like mm. you don't have much, but you're not really like yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, we just take that money out of there. It suddenly becomes like, oh, but then there'll be less sitting there for that. You become more cautious with it. But once you're, yeah, when you're really like, okay, all I can afford is bills and rent, and then you somehow get just enough to do something, you'll yeah. fucking jump on that chance. Or at least that's what I always found, where it was just like, yeah. you know, someone's like, hey, we've got a free ticket to fucking yeah. paintball. You'll just need to pay 25 bucks or whatever for the, for the pellets themselves. You're like, all right, I can do that because you're not paying for wheels, you're not paying for whatever. No, exactly. It's already a pre-done plan. You're just jumping in on it. That's what you end up doing, like all of that random yeah, bullshit. Yeah, when you're broke, you're for like... some reason, you do all of that stuff. It's so mm. cool. But yeah, I, people are like, just do everything. Just don't do anything but your passion. And in a way, I think that's kind of bullshit because when I got mm. my part-time job I, at this working this children's farm after the six- to eight-month period, mm-hmm. it was sick. Yeah. It was so good because I found that it is cool being broke, having great time, so fucking exciting. You however, do have free time usually. Yeah, usually however, you're not working, or it's the opposite where you're working absolutely. Well, flat out it's kind of shit that you have so much free time because I was waking up around one or two, mm-hmm. and my day wouldn't start till around then. Yeah, and, and you got to go to bed. From, you can't stay up too late because then your brain starts ruminating for too long when you've been awake for too long. Yeah, yeah, I'd stay awake <clears> and and. Do all kinds of crazy shit. But I feel like uh, you've got that extra push to sort of keep doing it, keep doing these things. Because I feel like you've had a similar thing to me where it's... You see people who've got, like, the parents fall back. Like, especially people who grew up in the city, in the suburbs or whatever... At any point, if things are going shit, they can keep doing or whatever. Maybe have to live with mum and dad for a bit yeah. or whatever. And that's a pretty common thing. But <clears throat> we had that draw of, it's, me, it was more metaphorical for you. It's a bit more literal. But just yeah. that, if you fuck up and everything goes to shit, it's back to the farm. Like, you got to go, like, you could go home. If all yeah, things in yeah. your life go to pot, you got no money, everything goes to shit. I could go back home. Yeah. And I'd hate it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> It's like, yeah, emotionally and your family, you have that idea. You're like, yeah, I could. And they'd look after me, but it'd be the worst fucking time. Like, I absolutely do not want that to happen in any way, shape or form. <laughs> yeah, man. I, but I feel um, uh, I feel torn by this. Cause okay. I, I can't Love wait. your family. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love my family. Oh, uh, and I would like to be closer to them. Like, they all live in Queensland. And, yeah. Uh, I tried to persuade my partner to move to to Brisbane, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago or something, and I was like, I got to Brisbane, we were loving it, mm-hmm. and like just for a holiday. Yeah, 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 we hadn't moved there or anything. Just and the then test lease. We got stuck there during COVID, and mm. I was like, well, this has like- kind of changed my mind. I'm like, I'm still kind of ready to live in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Maybe give it a few years till we yeah. go back to Brisbane. 
And then this time I went back, and I've always flirted with the idea of moving to Brisbane, but this time I went back mm-hmm. for a holiday with my parents, and I'm like, absolutely no way. I'm not ready yet. Oh. I'm not ready. I think I'm not ready because I feel... It's good to get that confirmation, because like the first yeah. time where you said where then you get in lockdown, it's like that's going to leave a bitter yeah, memory. Yeah, yeah. And you, I, the whole idea of then moving to Brisbane and staying there would be looping in your head as like, well, last time we came here and stayed here, we were fucking stuck here. It was miserable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to have that connection in your head. Mm. So it's good that you went back the next time as like confirmation. It's like, okay, no code, none of that. Let's see how I feel. I feel, um, cause you're from Benella, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, Probably doesn't have the redeeming features of the Sunshine Coast, or you know, where where like you go to Sunshine. It's got Coast, the rose right? garden, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to be insulting or anything to you. Please your feel free. But when you go there, when you go to the Sunshine Coast or somewhere, you're like, mm-hmm. this place is an absolute paradise. Yeah, you can make a lot of money here. You can have the house you want if it's a bit in land. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Which matter. that's the thing. It's like, oh, bit inland, who cares? The sun still goes further than the beach. Yeah. <laughs> you can still drive to the fuck. Anyway, yeah. Like, it's fucking amazing. Like, it's it's a beautiful paradise. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why Australia's population isn't in Queensland, other than that you're not a fan of the cult. Mm. Like, really, it makes sense to move there. Yeah. However, I, was, I went to a few RSLs or whatever with my parents. Mm-hmm. I'm watching everyone file in. <sighs> It's you know, grim. I'm watching, you know, people my age walk in. Mm-hmm. They've kind of got this sway about them. And this, I'm being very broad. Yeah. Okay, I'm being really broad. I, I, I'm interest- definitely know what you mean because, like, I definitely remember going back home and you'd see yeah. the young guys going into the bowls club to go to play the pokies. And it's like when you've got, like, a young dog, like a young yeah. Jack Russell that's being raised by an elderly person. Yeah. And it, like, picks up. It's, like, shuffling the same way because they've got to walk at the same pace. Man, yeah. It's young people like that. You're like, that guy I know is 22 years old. Exactly, and, man. And you're just there in the hoodie and just shuffling in. You're like, this is the weird thing, like having to explain to my girlfriend and realizing for myself that it was a completely foreign concept, the idea of just going to chuck a 50 in the pokies after dinner yeah, as like a thing you do with a family yeah. catch up. And I'm like, yeah, I know didn't, it was weird, but like, like, but completely understanding it's like, you know, mum's going to do it and grandma and they're all just going to go pop 50 in the pokies after dinner. You guys can use the little chocolate claw machine thing. And her just looking at me like that is fucking insane. And then me just sort of having to realize, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, no, man. Like, like 150 bucks at the end of a night? It's like you'd be, they'd be complaining about the cost of the meal if yeah. it came anywhere near that amount. But you got to just... It's swagger here. That's well, it. Because there's... Like, you're at the I bowls feel club. What are you going to do? And don't get me wrong. Mm. There's people who... There's heaps... All kinds of really good creatives and entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. everything or whatever. I don't know if that's a cool name to say, an entrepreneur. They all seem to be like douchebags. <laughs> like, self de- self-declared ones anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they have all... They've all come from places like Queensland. I'm sure there's like mm. IT consultants or, or graphic designers that live in the Sunshine Coast that are fucking killing it. They're like, mm. I still work in a very creative, progressive field. Well, that's but where I'm, our uh, our token Eastern European works. Yeah, because our where our business is all remote, and so we've got Pavel, who's our little Polish man. Yeah, because every IT company has one, some Eastern European yeah. that knows absolutely everything, and everyone will be ruined if he leaves. Yes. <laughs> Just yes, he's the fucking motherboard. Yeah, uh, and yeah, he just he's up there in Queensland getting pissed on red wine during the day, and then just spends most of the night drunk as fuck, just going through code like a madman, oh, just whoa. enjoying the weather. Goes swimming every morning. Looks like a turd.
turtle out of his shell. Great unit. Loves it up there. Yeah, man. Well, that's exactly it. But, yeah, when I went there and I saw those people, I was like, I don't know if my work's done in Melbourne yet. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm... Like, I don't know if I'm ready to move on yet. <laughs> I don't know if I'm done trying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't know what's out there. Mm-hmm. And I do pray for the day. I say to my partner, I wish I could just wake up tomorrow morning mm-hmm. and be content. Yeah, just one I wish I could wake up and go, you know what? Let's go to Queensland. Yeah. You know? like And just having that I, feeling to be, yeah, I just want to... I'll just do gigs. Yeah, live with you. I'll get and a, I'll get a, I'll get a full-time job in something. Hang out with my friends and... I think if my... Just do if, it. If, wherever, like, because she's... It's hard for me because she's 10 years younger than me. So it's like, I've had a Dude, fucking no. crazy wild life. Mm-hmm. I've done everything. Mm-hmm. So... And it shows. Yeah, it shows. <laughs> I'm a man of a million... A man, a man of a million lives. <laughs> but... She's done a lot as well, uh-huh. but it's all about her now, really. Like, if she wanted to go mm-hmm. to some crazy place or whatever, yeah. Like, we're we're thinking of going to I don't know, bloody Kyoto or something like that, or Seoul, mm-hmm. nice. you know. But uh, we don't know, you know, if we're going to do that. But if she said yeah, then I would do that. You know? Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, yeah. But it is. It would feel weird to do the other way. Like, no, no, no. I've done enough for the both of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had our fair share. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so that's what, you know, it would depend on her. Mm. Um, I think uh, you always make it way, you always make it work. I feel like that you're well, the uh, keystone in other people's lives or whatever, but really you're not. Yeah. You can just leave. Well, this is also that element of like, once you're in a relationship long enough and you've got all that locked in, you could just go like, yeah, off you go. Like, yeah. yeah it's obviously you'd want to do it with them, but if there's a general thing like, I don't want to do that, and you really do. Yeah. You can just go... Enjoy. See ya. Yeah. Like, you can enjoy that. Like, not. I, I feel like I'm saying it with too much attitude. Like, yeah. off you go. You can enjoy that, I guess. Uh, but, like, like actually, like, they go off, have a holiday. You talk to them the whole time where they're gone. They come back. They show you all the photos, things like that. That's good, too. Yeah, that's it's like, obviously, you want to do things with your partner. I that wanted kind of to thing. do that at some point. But, yeah, I would like her to do that, you know. But anyway, yeah, she supported my crazy fucked up life enough. Uh, she can um, have the have she can the, take the reins for a while, the spoils, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, and you are spoiled, aren't you? Yes. yes. Uh, there was one thing that I got to bring up because usually, uh, as we come to the end of the podcast, uh, normally I do uh, just a little shout out for people at the end, just to say if they're having a hard time or uh, you know just need some like actual assistance with uh, basic house supplies, that kind of thing. If you're having money problems, usually. Just shout out a couple of websites. So uh, moneysmart.gov.au is one that can help you with financial assistance, financial planning, that kind of thing. And foodbank.org.au can help you with, uh, you know, basic household resources and stuff in your area uh, (laughs) for people who need it. But this is the thing. This is so funny. It's a a hard left turn from the old. Fucking hell, this is a hard left turn. Oh, isn't it? No, that's just usually awesome, though. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. What other ones you got? Sorry. This is oh, well, this is the thing I wanted to bring over you because, like, normally it does that. It's the hard turn. It's the end of the show. But one of the things I usually harp on about the end, I get people that usually agree with me, is that you don't feel like when you're in some of these situations that this help is for you. Mm. And accepting this kind of help is hard because it's like, you know, it's an ego thing. Yes. It's, uh, you know, it's all, but also that feeling of like, oh, somebody else might need this more. Yeah. And when I went and saw your show, there was that segment where you did the ultimate uh, Pobo thing, which was to get friends to pay for your medical treatment. <laughs> so, like, doing the, like, the, yeah, you did the benefit. <laughs> Luckily, you're in an industry where your friends do a benefit, you know, uh, GoFundMe doctor yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. situation. <laughs> 
hopefully I'm not going too hard on that, but it's like, you know, it, it, that's a real, you've got no cash in like America's health system kind of situation. Like I didn't even know when I saw that came up yeah. that it was something you'd need to do. Well, obviously switch into like a private if you want to get the better care quicker, all that kind of thing. But you were saying in the show how hard it was like just in that feeling to accept that help from your friends and it's like these are the people that you know care about you that kind of thing it's not like even to this point where it's government departments and things where the money's there for you like you can you go and use it like but where would you reckon you'd be like if you didn't accept that help like you what position would you have been in oh man i was like i was i refused to accept that help i thought it was horrible Mm -hmm. i thought it was real hard mm-hmm. um i ha- however i was uh so grateful like yeah you know brett blake mike goldstein ben knight the comics lounge bolter brewing jack druce mm-hmm. um they all got together and they they did that fundraiser for me mm-hmm. and, I and it think- exploded so quickly like yeah uh, once the word of people like set it up and like everybody's like getting on board people to- could all over stroke could buy me a beer and they raised thirty thousand dollars damn yeah but and then like but that's a big like it's like giant check style number yes so even then it's that thing if you're like how do you like to accept that i can't i hate getting gifts at the best of times i'm yeah, terrible I was, with like getting gifts for people yeah, I'm always I like was, oh you didn't need to that kind of and especially with comedy where you're like half your mates you know are on that edge or whatever you're like where's this coming from for them to be with the time the effort and all this and you're like but ultimately, they wanted you to have that help, and you did accept that help, and it definitely did help, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, man, yeah, I was Well, like, you're in a car here this time. That's different, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, uh, uh, Brett did have a stipulation about it. He uh, he lost one of our GoPros on our motorbike trip. Right. And uh, he's like... And he hated my laptop. Uh, he hated it. It made all these noises. So it didn't want anything it, to go... It would go... totally conk out, and yeah. he's like... You have to buy a fucking GoPro and a new laptop. He's like, you have. To, yeah. He's like, you have to. There is some bare minimum make a wish shit you need to get on yeah. this fucking list. And also, I am glad I. bought... Don't worry the, about the treatment. Yeah, yeah, I am glad I bought the laptop, <laughs> and I bought a new phone as well, um, which was. Well, if things had gone wrong, you wouldn't have wanted to waste big chunks of the last couple of weeks of your life on buffering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other phone was you need high crazy speed. As fucking well. that. Yeah, so it was fucking. Uh, it was it was real brutal. Uh, so I was like, "All right, what am I going to do with this other money? I'll I'll put it away and um, I'll leave my partner in charge of it." Mm-hmm. And I left her in charge of it. Um, and I behind her back, <laughs> she was very angry about this. Um, behind her back, I did help a, a few other people had cancer. So oh, you dirty dog! I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm secretly helping people because I'm an kids. idiot. Like I never, I'd never had that much money before, or whatever. Yeah. So she's like, uh, "Sorry, it's just something I relate to so much." Where it's like you can only do nice things if it feels like a prank in your mind. Yeah, well, so it's, it's, it's like you can't just give to people to help cancers. She had very good it from behind um, the missus's back. She had very good logic. She's like, "We might you got, need it." You got cancer twice in one year. Yeah, you can't have another fundraiser. Yeah, if you get sick again, That's you can't have one. Well, if and you do, it's definitely not getting the same. There's turnout. a likelihood the chance it could come back in three years, like mm-hmm. touch wood. You know, I hope it doesn't. But yeah, yeah, I hope it doesn't. Yeah. But 
but yeah, I'm st- I'm not even at the one year cancer free mark. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Woo. Yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. need a few. So so yeah, there was some people buying edibles that I talked to, and model. you know, I bought them meals and stuff. And mm-hmm. there was a there was a comic. Uh, she's not as well known as me, um, but she had it quite bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I bought her a, a, a fair bit of stuff, and there were some other people who were in trouble, and I uh, not in trouble, but I bought some stuff for them, and yeah, and the things where people it it's just like it's not going to change their life, but it is a noticeable. It's it's not the straw that broke the camel's back, but it's like that kind of right thing, right time. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. gifts. Those are always the best ones I find because they usually. I tend to do that a lot. It's not something expensive, but it's like, you know, when someone just gets something at the right time, it can really land properly. Yeah. Like, someone getting a jelly slice when you're having a fucking shit day, just out of nowhere. Oh, man. It's just that thing that catches it a little bit off guard, and you're like, you know what? I do feel like that. It costs too... Like... Yeah, obviously this is a more extreme circumstance, no, but it's like, I mean, but it's that same sort of feeling. It's like I'm not giving you the hugest thing in the world, but I'm giving you this exact thing right now, and that is going to feel like a lot more than it is because of when it is. Well, yeah, it broke my heart, man, because I'd received this help. Yeah, because uh, you know what, I was four or five months out of action, mm-hmm. so you know, it's thirty thousand yeah. is nearly. The amount, yeah, yeah, that's you know like average-ish way, yeah. Or something for you like, know, I got a, I got a little. It's bit covering of your rent. It's covering your bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. four so, or five months. So, uh, yeah, if I hadn't got it, man, I'd be fucked. Yeah, I'd be fucked. Absolutely fucked, man. Yeah, and like you said, it's incredibly hard to accept it, but you need it to be able to get through these bits. And yeah. it is that thing where instinctively. After you've received that help, you do pass it on to other people once you're through it. Exactly, man. Because it's always the thing of like, you know, just because you're broke at the moment doesn't mean you're always going to be. And it's once you've accepted that help, you understand about helping other people in yeah, that later yeah. stage. And it's it's okay to need that help. It's okay to take that help. And you're not taking it out of somebody else's mouth to have it. So feel free to go and grab that help if you need it. Exactly. Yeah, no, no. Make sure you get help. Like, because... It just puts you in a better mental state. Mm. You know, that's a big thing about having not heaps of money, but a little bit of money to just be in that mental state where you're not stressed. Yeah, and you can do good work. It's not the rent ticking clock that's just going. Exactly, man. No, no, that's exactly it. So uh, it's good. You know, it, yeah, it was good to receive help and never, never be afraid to ask for it. Mm-hmm. We have an abundance of food and things that people can help you with you know mm. yeah yeah make sure you, and also if any listeners out there a lot of listeners have got in contact with me mm. hey man should i get this checked what's wrong i've got this question whatever the question i'm not yes. a doctor of course <laughs> but i can i have helped uh two two or three people in the past mm-hmm. and yeah one of them had testicular cancer and had to get Dang. his nut cut out yeah you want to just yeah. before we go on air <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, up? <laughs> yeah, I'll do it with my mouth. Ah, oh, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like old times. Because you're a friend, you'll get the, you'll get the good one. <laughs> i get the car wash treatment. <laughs> uh, but no, thanks very much for coming along, man. Uh, hey, no worries. Yeah, as it is, do get yourself checked because it was funny. After I saw your show, right? Yeah. Uh, I, the week before, I was telling you, I had like uh, the glands in my neck like blew up. Oh, yeah. And I went and got some bloods done for that because it wasn't, hadn't gone away straight like after yeah, the yeah. antibiotics or whatever. Uh, but then a couple of days later, they just sort of did go away before I got the results back. So I'm like, oh, I guess it's fine, but I'll call up about these results. But I called up the day after seeing your show. And then the guy just goes like, yeah, yeah, so we're all good. So he goes, some interesting liver enzymes we're going to have to get you in for. So we're going to take some Noah bloods and get a scan of that. And just all of a sudden I'm like, fucking cap, I know there's going to be some health thing. As soon as I get myself <laughs> fucking checked for anything, I'm gonna, they're going to find something. I was running. For, it's 
it's like you take your car to the mechanic. It works fine until you fucking go to get someone to look at it, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> you fucked my liver. Yeah, yeah. And no. it wasn't even from all the heinous drinking we used to do. It was from mentioning other problems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Make sure I'm you I'm hoping get this is a weird false reading, but yeah, do get yourself sorted for shit because, yeah, there's nothing worse. I can't picture anything worse than the late catch just because you couldn't be fucked. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's that's it's all to do with pride. Yeah. Oh, I'm too proud to go to the doctor. I'm too proud to receive a handout. Mm-hmm. Too, it was all pride, man. It was pride. When you, like, if I if I refused all that money, right? Yeah. I would have just put way, way more pressure on my partner. The Completely. only one working. Yes. For that four months. They just She's just under constant pressure. Mm-hmm. So she detests me. I don't feel good. I don't feel good about her. Yeah, and then it's that extra level of isolation added yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking a, a spiral. Yeah, completely. Like, you know, I've got I've got Brett to thank to for coming up with it. You know, mm. it's just like really easing so much stress. Yeah, and it's know? definitely like the extreme example because of like the industry that we're in or whatever, but... yeah. It can it can be literally that thing if you go and get these this kind of help where it's like taking those like you know the grocery bill off for a couple of days and just yeah. like just having that and that little bit of help if that's what you need it has that same feeling it's just taking that back stress off yourself exactly so make sure you do that exactly don't be crazy Kappa thanks very much for coming on mate I'm sorry this wasn't that funny that's alright it uh... usually I specialise in comedy podcasts. <laughs> Not, well, not we did the catch broke. up first, and then uh, then we changed. We veered into some weird ways, but I'm, I still found it interesting, and I think people are going to enjoy it. Oh, great! We'll oh, do thanks, a funnier man. one next time and talk. Yeah, about... yeah, yeah. We'll do a funny one. I yeah. owe you a funnier one. Yeah, all right. We'll do and an episode it, about being it... bush rats, and yeah, when I get a bit more time, you know, we'll have a few beers and some weed, and we'll catch up, and we'll do something that way. Not when you, you know? get any phone calls to go pick up your motorbike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was yeah. that Mike Goldstein calling? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it him? <laughs> what does he want? <laughs> I did literally write a note before doing this process. I'm like, maybe just tee off on Goldstein for an hour. (laughs) Look, you've got plenty of I've got nothing against him except he stole my gravy train. Stole your gravy train. (laughs) I could have been on whatever those TV shows I don't watch. I created his gravy train, which is annoying. (laughs) No, no, he created it. He created the whole podcast. Surname created. It's been a gravy train for me as well. Um, yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming. Do you have uh, anything you want to plug anywhere people should be keeping an eye out for you? No, just a cap of flapper on Instagram, and I got a YouTube series uh, that I oh. just uh, fuck around with. It's me riding my motorbike to shows and talking oh, about yes, the yes. show before. And that's uh, flat sticks, or is that uh, the pod that goes? No, with that's it? flat stick. That's with Brett Blake and I. Mm-hmm. That's our uh, motorbike and uh, mountain bike kind of podcast and mm-hmm. beers. I guess if you want to check that out. Otherwise, yeah, I've got uh, I've got riding to death on my YouTube. So ah, there out. we go. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I haven't seen that one then. And uh, did you have any co- festivals coming up? I saw you had Newcastle comedy. Oh, festival yeah, there. yeah. I got I got uh, Brisbane, Sydney, and Newcastle comedy festival. There we are. Keep I didn't know if this that. would be out in time. But uh, yeah. This will be out next week. Oh, great! So yeah, definitely yeah, so. be out in time. But then uh, whether or not people are listening to this because they've already listened to you elsewhere, I wouldn't say. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know where the numbers are coming from. Goldstein. Sucked in repeat listeners. Get get Webby back. Um, yeah. <laughs> Drop those numbers. So now yes. when you go on another podcast, it'll increase listeners. Yeah. Thanks yeah, no much, worries. Man. You got hot glue on your table and it looks like cum. That's pretty funny. I wonder if it's Yeah, hot glue. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> gonna... <laughs>